Not too long ago, I had a student, um, it was a graduate student, come into my office, and she was having a tough go of it. This particular student felt like she was working slower than other graduate students and explained that overthinking was keeping her from accomplishing the things that she needed to accomplish in a timely manner. And she was getting really down on herself about overthinking. And at one point I stopped her and I said, hey, overthinking has helped you somewhere along the way. Like it's done something good for you. And that's why you keep doing it. She nodded and said, yeah, you're right. I need to learn to love my overthinking. I wanted to say, yeah, girl, you know, love that weakness, hug it, hold it, nurture it until it becomes a strength. But the thing was, her overthinking wasn't serving her. Like in this moment, it was causing some problems for her. Overthinking is neutral. It's neutral. You're not a good person because you overthink, and you're not a bad person because you overthink. It just is. So you don't need to love your overthinking, but you also don't need to hate it. Rather, you need to ask, is this serving me in this moment, and how do I learn to control my overthinking so that it does not control me? We have been taught that we have strengths and we have weaknesses. And they are separate things, right? You take a strength finder quiz and it tells you what you are good at or what you should study in school or bring to work or share with others. How many times have we heard focus on your strengths? Have any of you all ever not pursued something because you were told that you didn't have the aptitude or characteristics for that thing? Or maybe you found yourself in a real funk because your weakness was holding you back. Or maybe you've been leaning in real hard on your strengths and you still feel stuck. In this episode, I'm going to challenge the way that you think about strengths and weaknesses. And I'm going to offer you some tools for thinking about yourself and then leveraging those unique things that make you you. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of planning or goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If that sounds like you, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, and business owner. I started this podcast to help hardworking women and high-achieving mamas plan and set goals playfully and lightly. Unlike pressure-filled approaches, Plan Goal Plan centers on what delights you to help you envision all the possibilities your future holds. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I'm going to guide you through practices that will help you plan for clarity, set goals for direction, and act with purpose and delight. Let's get started. Before I jump into this episode, If you could jump on to Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen and leave me a quick review, it would make my day. I want to give a shout out to The Next Chapter for leaving me a review that said, you can tell that she's a professor, but one I would actually want to take a class from. This cracked me up and made me super happy. 
So you can make me super happy too by jumping on and leaving me a review. It only takes about 10 seconds. It's super simple, y'all. Also, while you are there, check out my show notes. In my show notes, I have a free planner pack. And what is awesome about that is my planner printables have weekly reviews written right into them. And today we're going to talk a lot about learning about yourself and how to learn about yourself. And I think that one of the best ways that you can do that is to have a planning practice that engages you in reflection and review. Also, if you jump on to plangoalplan.etsy.com, you can check out my goal setting workbooks. Even if you aren't in a place where you want to sit down and set goals right now, the worksheets that lead up to the goal setting are going to engage you in a lot of reflection and really help you name what motivates you, what helps you rest, what gives you energy, what doesn't. And so if you are looking for some tools to help you out in your journey of learning more about yourself, please check out the free resources that I have in my show notes, but also jump on to plangoplan.etsy.com. There's a lot of resources there too, and they're really affordable. Learning about yourself sucks sometimes. <laughs> Seriously, I just, I want to be clear about this. You know, on my podcast, I talk a lot about the power of self-awareness and how amazing it is. And it is, it is. I think that really understanding yourself is a superpower, but learning about yourself, sometimes it blows. <laughs> when you realize something about yourself that is less than lovely, it hurts. It stings a little, sometimes a lot, and you can get really down on yourself. Have you had that happen? Have you been like in a therapy session or maybe you have like a good chat session with one of your friends? And all of a sudden you see something so clearly about yourself that you hadn't before and it ain't pretty and now you have to work on it <laughs> and you feel like this is just who I am and now things are never going to change and I'm the worst no good person on the planet. You think, oh my gosh, I'm the villain in my own story. Oh y'all, I get it. Maybe this realization came to me late in life, but I was in my mid thirties and I was really starting to dig into personal development. And I remember I had this moment where I realized that my strengths were holding me back. My strengths, like the things that I took pride in, the things that I held so tightly to, the things that strength finder told me to focus on. Well, shucks. <laughs> if my strengths are screwing me up, like what gives? How do I move from here? After a lot of self-work and a whole lot of reading and a whole lot of working with other people on personal development, I feel pretty confident that I can say this. Those things that you've named as your strengths and weaknesses are all neutral. They are neutral. Your strengths don't make you a good person. Your weaknesses do not make you a bad person. Your strengths are not always helping you, and your weaknesses are not always hurting you. They are neutral. Accepting this is hard. It is hard because it requires that you release yourself 
of the attachment you have to your strengths. Distancing yourself from your weaknesses is easy peasy, but distancing yourself from your strengths, yeesh. (laughs) If you are doing the dishes or folding laundry or walking, please keep listening, but I want you to set some time to do what I'm about to ask you to do. If you are listening and you are able, I want you to pause this real quick, go grab a sheet of paper and a pen. Once you have that piece of paper and that pen, I want you to make a list of strengths and weaknesses. Go ahead. Write strengths on one side, weaknesses on the other. Just let it spill out. I'm passionate. I'm motivated. I'm good at hitting deadlines. I talk too much. I'm awkward. I'm a bit bossy. (laughs) After you have this going, I want you to go back to the top of the paper where you wrote strengths and weaknesses, and I want you to scratch it out, scribble over them, white out them, whatever feels good to you. Have fun erasing them, reworking them. And then at the top, I want you to write, these things about me are neutral. These things about me are neutral. Then I want you to move through your list and write down the ways that each of these things serves you. When do these things help you out? Y'all, I talk too much. Sometimes talking leads me to understanding. I process information by talking things out. I make connections by talking things out. I'm also a little bit bossy. I've been told this since I was in second grade, we can talk about the ways that women are often labeled bossy instead of being labeled leaders. But that's the thing. As a bossy woman, I'm also able to take charge when I need to. I have no problem naming injustice as a way of peacekeeping. So I want you to name how each of these things on your list serves you. Some of these things might be easier to do that with than others. And if it's hard, just let it be hard. Hard things are hard things. It's okay. Then I want you to list how each of these traits get in your way. How are these things holding you back? I am a very passionate person. And one time I was talking to my mom and she described me as intense. I was like, am I like, am I an intense person? You know, I think I've embraced that now, but at the time I was like, I I don't think I'm intense. Like I'm goofy. I'm playful. And my mom was like, you're a really intense person. And being around someone so intense can take a lot of energy. Dang mom. (laughs) Thanks for that. But she she was right. And I'm actually really grateful for her sharing that with me. I am passionate, but this passion can be really overwhelming, sometimes for myself, oftentimes for other people around me. I'm really good at hitting deadlines, but that gives me loads of anxiety about getting things done. 
and at times I lack generosity for others who don't hit the deadlines. I can be inflexible. I also have wild fanimo when it comes to working and when I'm directing, especially with my students, when I'm directing, I sometimes just forget to give them breaks because I can go on and on and on. So go back to your list and name how each of these traits get in your way. I want you to spend some time with your list. I want you to sit with it, reflect on it. You can take as long as you need to to work through these activities. The point is, I want you to start thinking differently about your strengths and your weaknesses. And rather than think of them as strengths, good, weaknesses, bad, I want you to think, is this thing about me serving me right now in this moment? I also want you to consider how you can harness these things. How can you harness these things about yourself? These things that make you uniquely you so that they serve you. This requires that you recognize that you have some agency. You have some control over these aspects of yourself. You do. I really believe that. Some might be harder than others to control, but locate those little spaces, those little gaps, those little fissures where you can tinker, where you have a little bit of wiggle room to control things. You know, as mamas, I think that we can see these things in our kids a little bit better than we can in ourselves. <laughs> My daughter, she is five and she is ferocious. She has a ferocity to her that is terrifying and awe-inspiring. <laughs> I mean that. I mean, she's also at this stage where she's singing everything. So she's like this ferocious musical. And her ferocity is going to serve her. It will. It's <laughs> probably break me. But that fierceness, that fierceness is going to drive her. It's going to help her set in her boundaries. And it's probably going to get her in a pickle a few times. And my job as a parent is to teach her how and when to use this trait. My job isn't to take her ferocity away. It's to harness it. It's to channel it. It's to help her know when to use it, where to use it, and how it can serve her. And also how to turn it off. We do that for our kids. We teach them these things. If we can teach them those things, we can do this with ourselves. We can. I really love, there's this parable. I think it's a Chinese parable. It's the parable of the farmer. So there's this farmer and he really relies on his horse to plow his crops. And it is planting season and his horse runs away. And his neighbor said, oh my goodness, what bad luck this is. You're not going to have your horse during planting season. And the farmer just smiles a little and shrugs and says, bad luck, good luck. 
who really knows? And a few days later, his horse returns, and there are two wild horses that come with him. And the farmer immediately realizes that he can take those horses, he can tame them, and then he can use them out in his field. And his neighbor says, oh my gosh, you have two new horses. What good luck. And the farmer says, bad luck, good luck, who knows. So the farmer gives one of his horses, one of the untamed horses to his son, and his son works on taming them, and he falls off and he breaks his arm. Again, a neighbor sees that this has happened and is like, oh no, your son broke his arm right during planting season. What are you going to do? It's such bad luck. And the farmer says, good luck, bad luck. Who knows? And so the next day, the army comes into town and they are drafting the eldest son of each family. When the soldiers look at the farmer's son with his broken arm or leg, it might have been a leg, they leave him behind. And the army marches out of town, leaving their son to stay with them. And the neighbors say, every single family, except for yours, had a son drafted. What good luck? And the farmer looks up and says, good luck, bad luck. Who knows? I love this parable because it recognizes that when we are in the moment, we can only see that moment. We can't see what's ahead. We don't know how this is going to play out in the long term. And it also emphasizes that that we attach meaning to things. And sometimes that meaning isn't accurate. It's not necessary, right? So when we think about strengths and weaknesses, I might say good trait, bad trait, who knows? The title of this episode, your strengths are your weakness. It's not quite accurate. Your traits are your traits. They're neutral. How and when you use them and for what purpose? is what gives them meaning. Your strengths are your weakness if you code them that way. I hope today's episode, as well as the activities that I walked you through, has you thinking about your strengths and weaknesses a little different than before. I wish for you kindness as you learn about yourself, but also clarity, that you can see clearly the ways, aspects of yourself serve you or don't, that you might see the places you have control and leverage the unique things that make you, you. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all. So pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.